to Becoming Your Best Version. I'm your host, Maria Leonard Olson, and I interview inspiring women whose paths have crossed mine along the way. And today we have Kavita Ahuja. Ahuja, yes. (laughs) From Canada, up north. She's an entrepreneur and founder of Power Purpose Play, a global platform dedicated to advancing the personal growth and inner power of women in midlife. She is a host and visionary behind the successful podcast called The Midlife Reinvention. She's a course content creator, an accomplished writer, and a personal transformation and transition coach. At age 52, Kavita, who holds a major in biology and an MBA, left an extremely successful corporate pharmaceutical career of almost 25 years, took control of her health, her spirituality, and her personal relationships and found her next true calling, which is to help women find the power within themselves to rediscover their purpose and reinvent themselves regardless of their age or circumstances. She discovered herself after the age of 50 and she knows you can too. Her mission is to help you do just that. My vision is to help you help to give you a glimpse of yourself beyond anything you can imagine, says Kavita. I want you to experience more happiness, more hope for your future, more excitement for your next journey, more confidence in yourself, and a greater understanding of your true purpose and power in this next chapter of your life, she says. So check out powerpurposeplay.ca for more information about her incredible work. Welcome, Kavita. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for the wonderful introduction. And it's just a pleasure to be here. Well, I was lucky enough to be on your podcast. And uh, I don't even remember how we met each other, but we operate in the same spaces. So it was inevitable. (laughs) Absolutely. I came across your book, 50 After 50, and I'm obviously immediately drawn to you uh, because of our similar goals and purposes, I guess, or or visions. uh, Yes, absolutely. And I love listening to your podcast and watching. I saw that you have recently uh, posted a new course for women in midlife. So tell our listeners about that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, You know, I have uh, one of the main things that I'm doing right now. I mean, in addition to the podcast is I really want to have a a process which women can go through um, because we all kind of go through the same things, you know, as we approach midlife and, and um, it's, it's about finding a community and it's about going through this specific process, which you can really help helps to uncover what you want to do for the next stage of your life. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, I went through it and it took me, I don't know, a long time to figure out what I really wanted to do. I was kind of on autopilot in my career. You know, I was, it's fine, but it was not, you know, fulfilling as, as it should be. Uh, it wasn't as, as motivating. And um, so I went through this process. Um, it took me a long time, but I've kind of uh, packaged it so that it doesn't take as long for, for people to, to really figure out what it is they really want. And it's, it's called the pyramid of reinvention and there's, um, there's several steps. And I don't know if you want me to go through the steps. Yes, or yes. If you, okay. Yeah. So really um, 
the base, you know, and it's kind of, it, it, it starts at the, the fundamentals and then it grows up because um, unless you really, really ask yourself really deep questions, it's going to be difficult to really figure out what you want to do in the, for the next stage. So it really starts with looking first at your current life situation, you know, assessing your life honestly. And it could be, you know, it's overwhelming to look at life in general, but if you put it in different um, categories, like there's seven categories, I won't go through all of them, but for example, health, career, relationships, you know, assessing those areas and figuring out what is your current level of satisfaction in those areas? And then deciding what area do you want to focus on first and then next and then next, right? So then uh, that's the first step. And then the next step is to really honestly look at your inventory or your strengths. Um, superpowers, those, that's the word that's often used. And um, often as women, especially, we don't really recognize the strengths and the, and the values and, and, and the the great things that we've done and the great things that we have currently. So really is identifying what those strengths are. And it's simple, simple questions like, what are your three top skills? What do you, people come to you for? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what do they look seek for your expertise and saying, is there an overlap in that? Mm -hmm. And then asking yourself, do I actually use my skills to the best of my ability in what I'm doing right now? Um, and, um, so that's, that's the, the next step. And then, um, you know, in addition to looking at your inventory, it's looking at your passions. Mm -hmm. Um, we yeah. often, you know, for, I mean, for instance, I, my, my skills, I'm a very good lawyer, but that's not mm -hmm. my passion. My passion mm -hmm. is helping women, um, much like yours discover their authentic selves, but that doesn't actually, I haven't found a way to monetize that in a way that can sustain my life. Right. <laughs> so I hope that you have, but I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Well, you know, it's true. I mean, you can be going through, like you can be a lawyer or an accountant and that's what your job is. Right. But your passion may not be looking at the numbers or, or it may be what you, what you said, it might be art or it may be uh, doing other things, but it's identifying what it is about that passion, like what it, you know, what is it about, for example, if you are an artist or you love to write, what is it about that, that really gets your juices going, flowing, you know, and can you incorporate that feeling into whatever you do moving forward? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it it, it's, it's, it's almost like kind of tapping into your eight-year-old self. You know, if you think about what you used, used to love and time used to go by, what can you bring some of that passion into your life? And so there's specific exercises that you can do as well. And looking at even when your job currently, if you're, if you're working, uh, what, what activities are what we call green light activities or what bring positive energy into your life mm -hmm. versus those that deplete the energy, right? So there's different exercises which you can really identify those passions. Um, so that's, that's the next step. And then the third is looking at your values because our values, as we grow older, we change, you know, and, you know, my, as we're younger, it may be about being ambitious and climbing up the corporate ladder, or maybe, you know, looking after your kids. Whereas as we grow older, I think our values become generally, um, they become more about serving others perhaps, or about internal satisfaction or spirituality. So there's all kinds of changes that happen, right? Do you want me to go on? Because I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fascinated with this course. And I'm yeah. wondering, is it a live course or is it an online that people can do at their leisure? How does it work? 
Yeah, there's, there's different options in all of the above. So the first option is online completely. It's self-directed. So it's um, uh, in independent learning. So we have, um, you know, modules and exercises and workbooks that we go through. And it's very um, comprehensive. It's not um, something, it's something that um, somebody can really get a lot out of, but you have to have the commitment to do it, right? If you really are committed to figuring out what you want to do in the next stage of your life and you're confused, then um, that's for you. So there's the online version. And then the second um, option is um, online plus also um, group workshops. So we do eight weeks of uh, every week uh, group workshops, uh, an hour and a half each session. And then the third option is if you want to do personal, uh, personal training with me as your coach, I walk you through the process uh, in 12 personal coaching sessions. So there's different options and it depends on your lifestyle, what you, um, your budget, your lifestyle, your time commitments and all that. So it's pretty flexible. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that you also offer other sorts of workshops and conferences. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah. So we, we really started off, uh, last year, uh, focusing on workshops with different uh, specialists in different areas, whether that's health or, uh, you know, finding your purpose or other, other areas of personal development. And, um, we ran a three day online conference with specialists and it was covering the three tenets of power, purpose, play. So power being, how do we find the inner power in ourselves? And, you know, as I talked about superpowers, how do we cultivate, find and cultivate our superpowers? The second day was um, purpose. And, you know, how do we identify? um, One of the concepts is called Ikigai. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's a, uh, it's a Japanese term um, called the reason for being. So, um, Anyway, the, the conference was centered around the three tenets of power, purpose, play, and play being, you know, how do we take more care of ourselves? What, you know, how do we incorporate self-care into our, into our lives and, and be rather than do? So we had these com- in this conference last year and the workshops uh, every week. And uh, so this year is really uh, focused more, I would say, on the podcast and the course and I'm hoping uh, that next year, once we can be more uh, together live, we can, uh, I'm, I'm planning on uh, incorporating retreats as well into, into the mix. So uh, that's exciting. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Will the retreats be online or? Uh... No, I'm hoping for live retreats. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. You know, let's see what happens in the world uh, that when it opens up and we can, uh, we can do that, but uh, that's uh, something I'm looking forward to as well, and well, uh, potential membership as well into the into the group. We have a community of private Facebook group, uh, Power Purpose Play Global, as well okay. um, that we can that you can join. I also love your emphasis on play as as meaningful and necessary to um, a whole whole well-being. Can you talk about that? How did you discover that that was needed as part of your services for others? Yeah, I think that is such an important part, Maria, because, um, you know, we are living in, especially the last two years, I mean, we're living in a world that has so much, there's so many pressures and so many stresses on us. And if we don't take time by play, I, I don't mean, you know, going out in two week vacation and coming back and going back to the grind, right? I mean, like yeah. trying to incorporate that every single day, if you can. 
And um, it really, um, and I guess that's from a lot of my readings, a lot of my gurus that I follow is how do we um, bring centeredness into our lives? How do we live every moment? Uh, try and stay in the moment. Uh, you know, obviously teachers like Eckhart Tolle and, and that they, they spouse that it's, it's about uh, really um, being centered, um, understanding yourself um, and staying in the present moment and enjoying life. And it doesn't have to be big, huge trips. It can be going for a walk. It can be enjoying um, time with your, with your family or your friends. It can be uh, really uh, enjoying the meals that you have, with, however simple they are. It's about bringing um, gratitude back in your life. And yeah. it's, it's, it's about uh, really being centered. I think that's really what the whole concept of play is. And it's so important, especially nowadays. So true. I was once on a retreat where we had to schedule playtime in and mm -hmm. I thought, oh, what a waste of time, valuable time here. But it was so fun and relaxing <laughs> and rejuvenating. And what did you do? Um, we played charades types game type games. And I think it's called Kino, where you build something out of blocks and then you're trying to pull out something without the whole thing toppling over. Yeah. And I, we've, I think we get conditioned socially as adults and let that part of ourselves go. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I periodically will schedule it into my time, into my days, my calendar, because if I don't, it doesn't happen. Right. Well, I know from your book that you have all these, uh, all these things that you did after 50, right? So right. Those, those are, a lot of those are our play, right? So exactly. we just yeah, yeah. There's this wonderful group in Washington called With Love DC started by um, a young woman named Heather Leah. And uh, I, she was on this podcast previously. Mm -hmm. And part of what she started, uh, which included primarily pop-up yoga she also did adult recess all over Washington, D.C. and oh, silent cool. disco parties. Yeah. And it was so That's fun so cool. and freeing. And I love uh, one of my favorite books and most impactful reads was um, and still is Don Miguel Ruiz's The Four Agreements. And in it, he talks about how society's judgment beats down on us and that we learn our ability to look at the world with wonder and to let ourselves go and play in the true sense of the word with abandon. Hmm. And so in this chapter of my life, I really make a concerted effort to get back to those childhood feelings of awe and wonder about the world mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. letting myself truly go and be silly and not really yes. care what other people think and isn't that so true as we grow as we get older it's it's like we really don't we really start thinking or, or worrying about what other people think I hope so because we you know it's it's about the abandon I totally agree with you about how just just whatever you're doing do it with passion and and abandon and and try and really immerse yourself in that and whatever it is, whatever you, what, whatever you love to do, um, do it with your full heart and soul. And that's play. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. And I love my, one of my favorite quotes is Eleanor Roosevelt's 
quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm. And I think that um, for too long, I know I was governed by other people's thoughts and Mm -hmm. opinions Mm -hmm. on what I should be doing with my life. And I don't do that anymore. And it's so mm. freeing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was going on the process in the course and after, you know, the, the next couple of things that we look at is, is the obstacles that we uh, face and we, we impose on ourselves as well. That those inner blocks that we have, the limiting beliefs and, and these, uh, uh, they're really, um, in my opinion, energy blocks, right? So these things that we impose on ourselves, it's also, um, you know, what are people going to think? I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified enough. And those, there's methods to, you know, limit those, um, those blocks in our, in our lives. And, and then that way we can build more confidence, which is the next step is how do we, because sometimes if you, you can have all the plans in the world, but if you don't have the confidence uh, to achieve them, then it's really not going to, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. And yes. how do we build those? And, and as women as well, as, especially, you know, in terms of our confidence that like we say things and we do things that we don't even realize, you know, mm-hmm. like yes. some words we'll say like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert, but, or, you know, you know, right. Or apologize too often. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how can so- we limit those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that you are working to dispel ageism. And I know that ageism is rampant in the United States. Is is that the case in Canada as well? I don't think there's borders around it. I think ageism is, you know, I think it's rampant everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it depends on that population. You know, obviously, you'll, you'll see it more because of the larger population, but I think it's everywhere. And um it's, it is an ism that's still present. And, um, you know, like every ism, I think it's just about, uh, you know, talking about it and understanding what they what the basis of it is. And I think it's really a lot of prejudice that we have. It's also ageism for younger people. It's like, oh, you're not old enough. Mm, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, and, and also it's, it's like, sometimes we even put, impose that on ourselves, like, oh, I'm having a, old person moment or something will say that and it's uh it's just about being aware of those and bringing them out and and not only in our our society but even in you know in corporations and and really realizing that regardless of age or circumstance we all have something to offer and we shouldn't limit ourselves based on our age yeah Mm-hmm. I also know that um, rediscovering and cultivating your own spirituality was part of your journey. Can you speak to that and the importance of spirituality in this chapter for you? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I um, lately, especially in the last, I would say, year or so, I really um, tried to, like, I mean, I'm a Hindu, I'm, in, I'm Indian, and so a lot of my culture is about about spirituality and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, understanding, you know, what's going on and i've least recently really tried um incorporated meditation um and uh, journaling into my everyday routine and i just there's some i i think that to start the day off like that for me is really really important otherwise it's just it's not gonna <laughs> the day is not gonna turn out well yeah. um i have um there's certain people that i follow i there's um a guru called muji i don't know if you've ever heard of him but he oh. um 
he has a great one of the one of the great quotes he has is that um which i try to follow is everything is in place for life to unfold as it should oh i like that yeah you know, and that really speaks to um being in the present moment and understanding that uh you know you don't, you don't have to fight for things like you work hard but everything really is in place if you have full heart and intention that it will follow, everything will follow. Um, and it's kind of along the same lines of kind of the a law of attraction, which I also, I don't know if you listened to Esther Hicks, Abraham yes. Hicks at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So really listening to your inner being, trying to get in touch with um, what is it that you really asking yourself, what do you really want? Really? Yes. Uh, and sitting with that and being quiet. And then, and then once the answers will come to you um, and just being present and being patient and uncanny things will happen in your life. How do you spell? Yeah. How do you spell Muji? M-O-O-J-I. Okay. Thank you. I'm definitely going to add that to my list. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, I don't know if this has happened to you, but when you do tap into it, uncanny things happen in your life and people come to you and it's, you have to just be open to it right you have to be open Agreed. to receiving those signals so yeah so those those things that I incorporate the, and, and that to me is spirituality and really getting in touch with myself and uh, the inner being love it mm-hmm. so I like to ask all my guests this question what do you do to become your best version hmm. That's a great question. And that is something that obviously through what I, my work, I, that's what I encourage everyone to do. And I think that, I think I, I said it earlier is that um, that's kind of, to me is reinvention, right? Like getting better every single day. Um, it's, it's every single day you become better. If you, if you give yourself the time and opportunity, and if you, um, learn and and are open to things so um i don't think it's about giving up everything like reinvention or becoming your best version isn't about forgetting who you are it's about understanding what's within because everything is within and it's just about bringing out those best parts um into the world and by doing by doing things like i i mentioned um you know uh, the, the routines that I mentioned, the meditation, getting in touch with yourself, um, really asking those hard questions about who, what do I really want? Who am I really looking at your strengths, looking at your passions, thinking about your values? What do you want to contribute to the world? You know, um, and, uh, how do I want to live my life? How do I want to be better? So it's just about, uh, it's, it's inner, inner, um, inner work, but it's also external work, you know, uh, and it's about, for me now, it's about giving back as well. It's about helping others to realize their full potential. And, uh, so I think becoming your best version is an ongoing process. And it's something that you do every single day, just one little piece at a time, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes. you know, Who's, I don't know, what's the definition of best, right? It's your own definition. That's very true. Thank you for that. I love that answer. And I loved having you on our show. So please follow Kavita's work on powerpurposeplay.ca 
where you can learn about her wonderful offerings. You can follow her on social media. You can continue to work on yourself because she makes it really easy. She has so many opportunities for you to drop in on a short basis or a longer term basis. So check her out and help yourself really by joining in on one of her offerings. Thank, Thank you, you, Kavita. Thank you so much for the opportunity, uh, Maria. It was awesome to speak with you. And uh, I really, uh, really, I love your work as well. So I really appreciate the time. Thank you. So tune in next week. Take care. And live your best life.